Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and give my podcast five stars. Also, follow me on all of my social media platforms. The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, for all of my reading babes, check out the new reading merch on the website, www.bwmmerch.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. So, today I am back recording full time again. You know, I had taken a hiatus and I was only doing um, the weekly affirmations for a few weeks just because I needed a break. I was, you know, recording six episodes, well, more than six episodes a week, more like sometimes eight to ten episodes a week. And it was just a lot. So I took a few weeks off just to woosah. And now I am back. Um, Today, of course, is... Well, today I am starting again. It's Monday, April 11th. So you guys won't, won't even hear this until tomorrow. This is Tuesday's episode. And we are starting back um, with... The, the book, Maximize Your Potential Through the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. You know, just to finish it out, I don't want to leave it undone the way that I did um, The Game of Life. After this book, I'll go back and finish The Game of Life just because I left it out there dangling in the wind. So, with this book, we remember the chapters are pretty long. So I broke it up and we are in the middle of chapter three. So that's where I'm going to start again. And as a reminder, since it's been a couple weeks, (laughs) um, remember that I do read with my own commentary. Okay. So the cards are not stacked against him. The universe is for him, but he has enthroned that concept and he believes it. So let's go back because what were we even talking about, right? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start right here. Where did you get your creed or religious belief? You certainly weren't born with it. Is it true? Is it reasonable? Is it illogical? Unreasonable? Is it unscientific? If it's unscientific, illogical, and unreasonable, it can't be true. There is Pat, for example. He believes the cards are stacked against him. Some fortune teller told him that, I suppose. The cards are not stacked against him. The universe is for him. But he has enthroned that concept and he believes it. His subconscious mind accepts it. His false belief creates a quarrel in his mind and he thinks people are working against him. That misfortune will follow him. Some sort of jinx is after him. He made that law for himself, and it controls him and governs him. Man's subconscious assumptions, beliefs, and convictions dictate and control all his conscious actions. And what is really crazy to me is that what I'll do is tell you guys a brief story about me. And this is something that I can connect with a lot because as you guys have known, I have, as you guys know, I have told myself many stories over the years and just reading this, one of the stories I have told myself is that if God wants me to have it, I'll have it. If he don't, I won't. And that's how, that is a belief that I I think I probably still have. And what triggered me to even realize that I probably still have this belief is something that I'm actually going through right now. And I actually thought that thought probably a couple days ago. Because, and and literally that's how I just stopped stressing about it and stopped really even doing anything. Because I'm just like, there's nothing I can do if God doesn't want me to have it. And that's literally how I stopped, like whatever it is, what it is. Is that not crazy that 
these what basically what he's saying is that we create these laws for ourselves and if they're written in our subconscious mind so our subconscious mind has to bring it to pass even though that's not really what we want because we're focusing hard on what we don't want instead of focusing hard on what we want so deep all right it's and this is why i said i'm gonna start back recording because i told you guys recording gives me such a high vibe and elevation is and always an aha moment as an Aquarius and I hate to be you know one of those people because I'm not really into astrology I just believe um a little bit and what I believe is that whatever time you're born under you have certain characteristics that belong like most people born under those signs you know tend to have set the same certain characteristics that doesn't mean we're all the same but we have those certain characteristics, right? And I believe that when you're an Aquarius, and if I'm wrong, let me know, If you, especially if you're an Aquarius, because I am, we tend to get lost in our mind. And oftentimes, it's not a good lost, you know? Sometimes I can get lost in a, in a daydream, but oftentimes I get lost in the... And this is why I always tell my niece, I don't like to do what ifs because you can get lost in a what if. And my mind is just, I think one of the things that I resonated with so much about A Beautiful Mind, that movie, is that that is what I think of my mind. Not that I'm like cuckoo, but it is just so vast in there to me. And it's just like, I feel like there is a universe in my mind. And I literally don't have to live in my 3D reality because I live so well in my mind, if you can understand what I mean. So that is why I started back recording because I, I need, I need this. I need the high vibes. Dr. David Seabury told me about a man who was practically crippled, uh, partially crippled anyhow. He had little or no education. As an experiment and suggestion, he pretended to analyze his potentiality based upon the idea that his mental faculties and character traits are indicated by the the configuration of one's head and the lines of the configuration in his hand. Seabury told the man who was partially crippled, you are destined to become a great evangelist, a great preacher. God intended you to go forth and preach in a wonderful way. This man became active in his particular church and he became an outstanding preacher. He accepted the belief that God had ordained him to become a great preacher. And according to his belief, was it done to him? It was just as simple as that. There was only one power, one presence. Your thought and feeling fathers all your experience. Your thought and feelings, Father, all your experience. How are you programming your subconscious mind? And I don't want to, I'm I'm not even going to lie to you guys. A lot of this today may be about me because I am going through some things and struggling. And I just want to put an emphasis on this. I am no guru. Even though you hear me talking about the babes who manifest and, you know, just all of my... Episodes. I'm not a guru. I don't proclaim to be the the be all and know all and end all or whatever you call it. I am on a journey just like everybody else. I may be a few steps above some people and I may be a few steps below. Either way, the same journey that you're going on to whatever fulfillment, enlightenment, abundance, I'm on that same journey with you. And there are times that I'm going to stumble. There are times that I'm going to go through things. And I'm just, I'm going to say it because this is my outlet. Not only am I here to motivate you guys, but I believe that I have the gift, some kind of gift of words. And I call it the gift of gab. And a lot of times when I speak to you, I'm speaking to me. So there will be times when I stop and I pause and I say things because I am having an aha moment that is personal to me and it's like, wow, this is pretty deep, you know? So 
when he says how are you programming your subconscious mind i will not lie to any of you my subconscious mind has been programming these past few weeks terribly because i've been stuck in my mind and this is often why i don't like to stop recording because recording helps me smooth out things but when i stopped and i needed the break but my mind needed to keep going um my programming this these past few months i mean these past few weeks has been literally trash literally i have fallen back on old habits and um old beliefs that and this is why i say there's a universe in my mind because even when you don't think those old things are there somehow when you are down they come right out they come right out like they used to so how have i been programming my subconscious mind for my detriment that is how i've been programming it for these past three weeks for my detriment the only good thing is that the bible tells me that every day he gives us new mercies so that's the only <laughs> only saving grace for me at this point the creative power is one do you know one of the greatest of all truths hear O israel the lord thy god is one god one lord Israel in this constant in, in this context is not limited to a specific religion or people. It means all people who know God to be the Almighty, to be sovereign and supreme. And they give all their allegiance, devotion, and loyalty to that one power, the living spirit within them. He gives no power to any created thing, to any man, woman, or child in this universe. Your Lord or Master is your dominant idea or belief, your conviction. I don't know if I agree with that, because I would hate, hate to believe that maybe maybe it is the truth, because you are literally worshiping. And by worshiping, I mean keeping it the focal point in your mind, you know? The Bible says keep your mind stayed on Him because he is your lord and savior but if my mind is stayed on my problems and this and that then that becomes your lord and savior right i think that's what he's trying to say your lord or master is your dominant idea or belief your conviction that's your lord suppose you believe in a god of love supposing that belief is enthroned in your mind and you really believe it it's the only presence and power it is dominant and supreme and you give it all your allegiance, devotion, and loyalty. That is your Lord, your master. Then you'll lead a charmed life. And and, and similarly, supposing that you you start or you believe that nothing good's happen good happens to you in life. Nothing, you know, all terrible things happen to you. You know, whatever negative belief that you believe, supposing you believe that and it plays on a loop over and over and over and over in your mind, that's your Lord and Master. And the same way a person who gives um, allegiance, devotion, and loyalty to the love and supreme of God that they believe, you're giving that to all your negative thoughts, right? And that becomes your Lord and Master. And then what kind of life do you think you live if the person who is given allegiance and loyalty to love and God, they receive a charmed life. What will you receive if you give your allegiance and your loyalty and your devotion to your negativity? That's deep. In England, some people believe that every November they are going to get rheumatism. They attribute it to climate change of atmosphere. And of course, they do receive it. They have programmed their mind. They expect it, and according to their belief or expectancy, is it done unto them? That's the same same way that people every spring believe that it's springtime, pollen's in the air, here comes my allergies. Same way, same way. So you have one member of the household who gets rheumatism regularly, regularly in November, yet other members of his family living in the same house, eating the same food, born of the same parents, working the same farm, do not get rheumatism at all. 
He believes in health and long life. Other people believe the night air will give them a cold. Or if someone sneezes in the office, they'll get the sniffles. And according to their belief, is it done unto them? And this is this is so true. So true. Um, I told you guys a story about how one of my aunts believed that she would get diabetes because my grandmother had it. And for some reason, although my grandmother developed it and it wasn't hereditary, she believed she would get it because my grandmother had it and it was hereditary and she got it and she tried to tell me that I was going to get enough that I'm not getting that and I do not have diabetes so and this was years like 20 over 20 years ago she did this and also um as far as like a cold is concerned um I haven't had a cold in, in years and it's just simply I attributed, I had attributed it to taking CBD oil because that's literally when cold and flu symptoms just stopped. Um, And now I believe, (laughs) really I do, that as long as I keep taking my CBD oil, I won't get a cold or flu. And it's been like over five years since I had one. Others in the office do not get the cold or flu at all. Some people, when their feet get wet, say, I'm going to get my death of cold. I'm going to get a chill now. Of course, the water is only H2O. The water never said, I'll give you cold and the sniffles or anything. It's all belief or negative conditioning. The air is innocuous. The night air is innocuous. It's hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, and some other gases. It's harmless. Water is hydrogen and oxygen. It is their belief that it is the cause. Mm. It is their belief that it is the cause of it. Your belief is your Lord and your master. Woof! This thing is getting me together. There be lords, many, but there is one Lord, the father of all, the ruler of all things. When a person sneezes in the office, it doesn't mean you are going to catch a cold or there is some germ that is going to attack you. Others in the office don't get the cold at all. But if you believe that, believe that, then you are bringing it on yourself. And I think another reason why COVID spread so fast is because we were glued to our TVs believing Dr. Fauci and, ooh, let me not say his name. We we were believing all these doctors and, and everybody, everywhere we turned on television, they programmed us to believe that we were going to get it from everything. At one point, I was cleaning, I was buying Clorox wipes and every piece of grocery that came into the house, I was wiping it down with Clorox wipes. Every piece. Every piece. So, mm, yeah. I think we all need to step back, especially on this COVID thing, reduce it in our minds to the flu. And go on about our lives, really. And I'm saying that to me because I'm I'm still quarantined. <laughs> so I don't go out just simply because I don't want to get COVID. And I have done this to myself for two years. So I'm trying to break out this summer. I am trying to break out of this house and go and live. Others in the office don't get the COVID. Okay, others are immune to it. They are some people who sit under a fan all day long They don't suffer from a draft or get a stiff neck. If you believe you're going to get a stiff neck, the fan is simply a set of molecules moving in space at tremendous velocity. That's all. You have built a law about sneezing or about a fan or about the air or about the water. And then you point to the fan or to the night air or something and say that you are ill now because of the draft or you have a bad cold or you have bad pain in your neck or so forth. And you point to these things and say your belief is corroborated. But others deny that and laugh at it. So you've made a law for yourself. Because if it were a law that anyone sitting under a fan would get a stiff neck, then everyone in the world sitting under a fan would be subject to that law. It's not a law at all. It's a law you make for yourself. It's absolutely innocuous. It's absolutely harmless. Stop making laws for yourself. Like... A person makes a law that he's allergic to a red rose. And talking to him, you find that the girl he was going with some years ago used to wear a red rose all the time and she ran off with another man. 
He has never released her, forgiven her, and resentment is lurking in his subconscious mind. So when he sees another girl with a red rose, he sizzles. It's not the girl, it's the rose. I'm sorry, it's not the girl, it's not the rose. It is the poison pocket in his own subconscious. He should have rejoiced and said, I wish for that girl health, happiness, peace, and rejoice that she has found the man of her dreams and God be with her. Then he will be doing the right thing and he will be very selfish when he, when he did that because he would be blessing himself. What you wish for another, you are wishing for yourself. Externals have no power except through your own consciousness. Your consciousness is the union of your conscious and your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind chooses. The alcoholic, for example, has repeatedly suggested to himself weakness, inadequacy, inferiority, and rejection. After a while, as he continues to make these negative suggestions and continues to drink to bolster his courage, he denies the divinity within him, the power of the Almighty that is within him. After a while, through repeated negative suggestion, he has lost the choice. Now he takes one drink and he is off to the races. He's a compulsive drinker. Wow, it says he lost the choice after a while. That's deep. He's an inebriate. Before he had choice, he could say, well, I'll take one or two drinks and that's all. Now he hasn't. He has lost that power. For the subconscious is the only power in the world that can say will and mean it. Wow. So he lost his power. And he, I'm sorry, he lost his power of choice, I should say, because he continued on in a repetition. And the subconscious said, at this point, this is what you want, so it's no longer your choice. I'm just going to make it happen. That's deep. So he's been rejecting the only presence and power, and he's implanted these negative suggestions by repetition into his deeper mind. He can, of course, change it. He's referred to sometimes as a compulsive drinker. There's also, of course, the compulsive gambler and the compulsive eater and so forth. All based upon negative suggestions repeated over and over again in the deeper mind. He says, I will not drink. He may take an oath on the Bible that he'll never take another drink. All that's nonsense. It's just a joke and a farce. He is thinking and picturing himself at the bar. Actually, he is writing or engraving the idea of drinking deeper into his subconscious mind, and he is compelled to go out and get drunk. The subconscious mind reacts according to our habitual thinking and imagery. Do you guys hear that? The subconscious mind reacts according to our habitual thinking and imagery. So not only are we thinking the whatever it is that thought, whatever that thought is, but because we have the power to conjure images to correspond with that thought, your subconscious mind is now being written upon by that imagery and enforced by your thinking. That's pretty deep. As we sow, we reap. Woo! What we impress on our subconscious is expressed. Mm. When we feed the computer and the laboratory with false data, then of course it gives us the wrong answer. We should feed upon our subconscious mind with life-giving patterns. Let's look at Sally, who has become an alcoholic and lost her job because of it. It is not easy for her to overcome this addiction. She must truly want to give it up, of course, and have a clear-cut decision to do it. I just want to preface this by saying this book is horribly... Um, not written, but um, edited. So if you hear me stumbling, it's because I'm trying to read the words and it's just like, what is it saying? So I just want to preface that. When her desire to give it up is greater than her desire to continue it, she will be 75% healed. Then the power of the Almighty will back her up and move on her behalf. So she comes to a decision. She claims sobriety and peace of mind are mine now from now on. I decree this. I mean it. I am absolutely sincere. It's irrevocable. Then she pictures herself doing what she loves to do. If she is an attorney, for example, she visualizes herself back at court pleading a case for a client or behind the polished mahogany desk talking to a client. She makes the here and the future now. 
She is perfectly groomed and well-dressed. She is talking to the judge. She's back with the family and so forth. She is living the role and when the desire comes to her to have a drink, she flashes a movie in her mind back home with her family or back in the office pleading the case. She is now living that role and the power of the Almighty backs her up. As she continues to think of freedom, peace of mind, sobriety, see, as she continues to think about it, as she co- continues to feel the joy and the wonders of it all and pictures her, herself home doing the things she loves to do, it passes from thought, mood, and picture to function and to fact. Like a seed, it dies in the deeper mind and comes forth as the fruit of the answered prayer so she can overcome it. That's reprogramming her subconscious mind to harmony, to health, sobriety, and peace of mind. And the power of the Almighty will back her up and take away that craving, and then she's free. And she forgives herself, of course, for harboring negative thoughts. And she forgives everybody else, too, by pouring out love, peace, and goodwill on those around her. And I want to point out one thing, one thing that I do want to point out is that you must forgive yourself for thinking the thoughts that you thought. Like for these past three weeks, my mind has been in, my thoughts have been in a mind fill of the universe that's just so vast. And I, when I go into this spacey-like vibe where my mind is just, I, what I feel is turning on me, I... I never stop to forgive myself when I come out of it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it takes me a long time to come out. It does. So for me, it has been a couple of weeks <laughs> that I've been, and, and I haven't been like in it all the way, but I have been half in and half out. And then last week I was all the way in. So it, this has been a faster turnaround for me. But an aha moment I just got was when he said, um, and she forgives herself. I never forgive myself. It's always guilt that I bring forward to me. um, Because I feel like I should have known better. And I still believe that. But I never think to forgive myself for thinking bad about myself. Ever. Never. And I think this was a big aha moment that will help me heal that part of me that likes to go into deep space when things aren't working out the way I feel that they should. And I also want to put this caveat out there. I believe that I do this because I was so ingrained in religion growing up that it is easy for me to fall back on what... I previously believed all my life. For instance, I firmly believe that we were born with the power to heal. Our bodies were. I believe that. So I no longer believe that I have to pray and pray and pray for this healing because the Bible tells me that by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. Our bodies are self-healing. We are healed. So I no longer believe that I have to do that. And I haven't done that. And to be very honest, this gastritis has gone down, down, down. Just simply because I believe that I have to believe that I am healed. That is how I am operating. And that is how I am healing. Um, But with this particular issue, and I won't even talk about what it is until it's over. And then I'll have an episode about it. But this particular issue is so ingrained in me because I keep going over and over it every, like, I don't know. I don't know how often I've gone through. And it's almost identical, the same issue over and over again. And it's a lesson that I I haven't learned because why else would I keep going over it, right? I mean, am I, are you guys understanding me? So I feel that with this issue I keep falling back into what I've always been told all of my life and it then it's a downward spiral because it's just it makes me think why this person and not me 
why that person and not me and and then it turns into a me against God situation and it always turns that way no matter what every single time it always turns into me trying to figure out why me and not this person why me and not this person and it makes and as if I know what these people are going through you understand what I mean because just because they might not be going through the same exact issue that I'm going through people go through way worse things than I go through but when you're in that headspace you don't think of those things and it takes my sister or someone outside of me to say remember when I went through this and I'm thinking to myself yeah you went through a lot girl <laughs> and but it 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 is though it is those people that help bring me to um reality because when I'm lost in my thoughts these are my thoughts and my feelings and that is how it spirals into me against God which is insane so this is why I say that it, it never like behooves me to forgive myself because how dare you how dare you with the power that has been given to you at birth how dare you fall into this despair when you know better and that is how I think which is why I never forgive myself I don't even think it's not it's it's forgiveness of myself is never even on the radar guys and that is why I always tell you I am not a guru because this is my journey and I am just sharing it with you guys these are things that I am learning along the way and I'm literally just being vocal about it that's it so I just thought I would stop and say that because this is giving me a that was a big aha for me to forgive myself because I'm just like even today I'm just like how do I move forward when I know that I am a Christian I, I believe God how do I move forward with him when I'm literally putting myself against him like you know what I mean it's it's insane I don't know if you guys know that part but I think if you can relate it to something you've been through in your life, you'll understand what I mean. Anyway, I just thought I would say that that part was really, really deep for me. You will always know when you have forgiven because you can meet the person in your mind and there is no sting. There are, there, mm -mm. this book. (laughs) Let me say it again. Let me just, because it's just written Whoever did this did not edit. So let me just do it again and say it in my own words. You will always know when you have forgiven because you can meet the person in your own mind and there is no sting there anymore. Why? Because you poured out love and goodwill and harmony and wish for that person all the blessings of life. Now, if I can do that for someone else, why can't I do that for myself? That is on my list right now. All of us are here to grow, to learn, to release the imprisoned splendor that is within. We are not born with our faculties fully developed. Oh no, you are here to learn. You are here to sharpen your mental and spiritual tools. And I appreciate him saying that because sometimes I feel like a Looney Tunes. Joy is in overcoming. Joy is in mastery. We are in a world of opposites. We are told, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. You are not an animal. You are not an automaton. I probably pronounced that wrong. You have freedom to choose. You have volition. You have initiative. That's the way you discover your divinity. There is no other way under the sun. You are not compelled to be good. You are not governed by instinct only. Therefore, you have the opportunity of becoming holy. I hold before you an open door that no person can shut. Think on whatever things are true, lovely, noble, and godlike. Think on these things all day long. You can begin to recondition your mind. And this is why I'm doing the weekly uh, affirmation. And I'm not even going to lie. I have fallen short of that this week. Just simply because, and, and even though I just dropped Sunday, I recorded that on Wednesday. So I've been doing it Wednesday to Wednesday. And... I have fallen short on that just because my mind couldn't carry both thoughts. 
you can begin to recondition your mind. You can picture yourself doing what you long to do because you go where your vision is. Ooh, okay. Your vision is what you are looking at, what you are thinking about, what you are focused on. And as you continue to focus your attention on what on that which is lovely and of good report, your mind will respond and you will be compelled to move forward in the light. For this almighty power will move in your behalf. As you drive along the road or go about your other routine tasks, repeat to yourself, there is only one power, one presence, one cause. It is boundless love, infinite intelligence, and absolute harmony. It is moving in me, through me, and all around me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That is a deep, deep, deep one. I'm going to just highlight that if you'll give me a moment. It is marvelous to reiterate this as you drive along the road at lunch, walking the streets, or sitting down to dinner. You can do all these wonderful things. You can reiterate them. Remind yourself of these great truths. Choose the good, right action and radiate love, peace, and goodwill to everybody. Keep on reiterating these truths morning and night. Finally, these truths will sink into your subconscious. Out of the subconscious will come forth whatever you have impressed upon it. Keep thy heart with all diligence. See it, see to it that nothing but godlike thoughts and, and ideas enter into your deeper mind. Hear the age-old truth again and again until it forms a conviction in your subconscious mind. Hear the absolute truth. I am and there is none else. One power, one presence, one cause, and one substance. When inscribed in your heart, it becomes compulsive and you will be compelled to good and to right action. Some are automatically guided. They have repeated themselves over and over again. Infinite intelligence guides me. Whatever I do will be right. Right action is mine. That's a good one. I'm sorry, I'm just underlining or highlighting. Morning, noon, and night, they reiterate these truths because there is a principle of right action. There is a principle of guidance, and they are activating it from a universal or infinite standpoint. Many of them do have the touch of Midas, and all they touch will return to gold. Grace, you know, is the automatic response of your subconscious to your conscious mind, thinking, and visioning. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Lord is the light is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Wonderful truth. A rabbi on a plane some years ago told me that when he was a young boy, all the boys and girls were taught to read and study Deuteronomy. This is what they had to remember. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by thy way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write thy, I'm sorry, and thou shalt write them, it's a lot of thines in here, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gate. Thou shalt fear, fear means respect, the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people that are around about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee. Yikes. <clears throat> Jealousy in the Bible means you mustn't know another power. You must not give allegiance to any created thing. You must recognize the one power only. Well, the idea behind all this is that a firm conviction was to be placed in their hearts. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Love is allegiance and loyalty. Thou shalt know no other God, meaning they give power to the one presence and power. 
And you refuse to give power to anything in the world or to any man, woman, child, sun, moon, star, or any created thing. The moment you do, you have no God. For I, the Lord, as it tells you, am a jealous God. Jealous in the sense that you don't know another. You just are married to the one, have allegiance to the one. Some people wear a talisman, amulet, or charm, such as a cross, a saint's medal, a Buddha, or other religious symbol to constantly remind them of God. But you don't need a talisman, an amulet, or a charm, or a Buddha, or a statue. The main thing is to incorporate these truths into the soul. Because with your thought, you are in communion with God, you see. And you can communicate with him instantaneously and realize that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall never want. You can remind yourself, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Remember, the truths have to be incorporated in your heart, not in your head. You must eat the apple before it becomes your bloodstream. Likewise, you have to absorb and digest these truths. Repetitions do not gain the ear of God, but what you absorb and digest and incorporate in your soul. Therefore, these truths, as they repeat them and develop on them, reiterate them, remind yourself and go within yourself and announce these truths to your mind regularly, gradually, again and again and again, Gradually, you begin to believe and become convinced there is only one power. It'll become a philosophical absolute in your mind that the I am within you is the only God there is. It is all powerful, all wise. It's the lost word. It's lost to millions. The word is nigh in thy mouth and thy heart to will and to do. Here are some great truths. But my God shall supply all your, all your needs according to his riches and glory. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. With God, all things are possible. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. According to your faith, be it done unto thee. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life while I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All things are ready if the mind were so. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Here you are told you shall receive that for which you ask. It shall be opened to you when you knock, and you shall find that for which you are searching. This teaching implies the definiteness of mental and spiritual laws. There is always a direct response from infinite intelligence of your subconscious mind to your subconscious think to your conscious thinking. Therefore, you can program your subconscious mind constructively, harmoniously, and peacefully. If you ask for bread, you will not receive a stone. You must ask believing if you are to receive. Your mind moves from thought to the thing. Your mind moves from thought to the thing. Okay? Unless there is first an image in the mind, it cannot move, for there will be nothing for it to move to. What kind of images are you guys drumming up in your mind? Do you even have an image? Do you sit and visualize? Because this says, unless there is, is first an image, it the mind cannot move. And similarly, it says, your mind moves from the thought to the thing. And the thing is the image that you're holding in your mind. So if you are not visualizing what it is that you want, and I'm speaking to myself, if you're not visualizing what it is that you want, how can your, your mind move from the thought to the thing? Because first, there has to be an image of the thing that you are wanting, right? That's deep. Your prayer, which is your mental act, must be accepted as an image in your mind before the power from your subconscious will play upon it and make it productive. You must reach a point of acceptance in your mind and unqualified, undisputed state of agreement. This contemplation should be 
accompanied by a feeling of joy and restfulness in foreseeing the certain accomplishment of your desire. The sound basis for the art and science of true programming of your subconscious is your knowledge and complete confidence that the movement of your conscious mind will gain a definite response from your subconscious mind, which is one with boundless wisdom and infinite power. The easiest and most obvious way to formulate an idea is to visualize it, to see it in your mind's eye as vividly as if it were alive. You can see with the naked eye only what already exists in the external world. In a similar way, that which you can visualize in your mind's eye already exists in the invisible realms of your mind. Any picture that you have in your mind is the, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What you form in your imagination is as real as any part of your body. The idea and the thought are real and will one day appear in your objective world if you are faithful to your mental image. The process of thinking forms impressions in your mind. These impressions in turn become manifested as facts and experiences in your life. The builder visualizes the type of building he wants. He sees it as his desire. No, he sees it as he desires it to be completed. His imagery and thought processes become a plastic mold from which the building will emerge. A beautiful or an ugly one, a skyscraper or a very low one. His mental imagery is projected as it is drawn on paper. Eventually, the contractor and the workers gather the essential materials and the building progresses until it stands finished, confirming, um, excuse me, conforming perfectly to the mental patterns of the architect. You can use the visualization technique. If a loved one is very ill, quiet the wheels of your mind, then picture the loved one whole and perfect. And that loved one is telling you the miracle of God has happened. I never felt better in my life. You see the light in the eye. You see the loved one smile. You don't see them in the hospital, but you see them home, doing the things they love to do, radiant, happy, and free. You build that up in your mind. That will be called prayer. Realize a picture is worth a thousand words. William James, the father of American psychology, stressed the fact that the subconscious mind will bring to pass any picture held in the mind and backed by faith. Act as though I am and I will be. Act as though you now are what you want to be. Play the role in your mind. Do it again and again and again. Gradually, it will sink into your deeper mind and wonders will happen as you pray that way. Let us realize now that we are going to go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left. And your way is God's way, and all God's ways are pleasantness, and all his paths are peace. Place yourself under God's guidance. Realize God is guiding you now. There is right action in your life, and the Holy Spirit goes before you, making straight, joyous, and glorious your way. <clears throat> Your highway from now on is the royal road of the ancients. It's the middle path of Buddha. It's the straight and narrow gate of Jesus. It's the road to Mecca. Your highway is the king's highway, for you are a king over all your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Send the messengers of love. They are God, called God's messengers. What are they? The messengers of God's love, peace, light, and beauty are going before you today and every day to make straight, beautiful, joyous, and happy your way. Always travel the king's highway. Then you will meet God's messengers of peace and joy wherever you go. Go by the mountaintop road, knowing that with your eyes stayed on God, there is no evil on your pathway. While driving a car, riding on a train, bus, airplane, or in foot, realize God's spell is always around you. I don't know about spell, but I see what he's saying. It is the invisible armor of God. You go from point to point, freely, joyously, and lovingly. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you all, making roads a highway for your God. Your conviction of God's presence is strong and mighty. Know the spiritual atmosphere in which you dwell goes before you, making straight, beautiful, joyous, happy, and prosperous the way. 
Realize divine love fills your soul. Divine peace floods your mind and realize God in the midst of you is guiding you now and the light of God illumines your pathway. Know there is a perfect law of supply and demand and you are instantly in touch with everything you need. You are divinely guided in all ways. You are illumined from on high. You are giving of your talents in a wonderful way. It is written, I will bring the blind by a way that they know not. That was my phone telling me it's time to say my affirmations. I will lead them on paths they have not known. Always keep in mind this universal blessing from the Bible. May God bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. We used to say that at the end of church service. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world giveth, said give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Be not afraid. Trust in God and do good. Thus shall you walk in the land and verily you will be fed. Fed with what? With wisdom, truth, and beauty. With harmony, health, prosperity, and peace. This was a dope chapter. This was really a, a dope chapter. And I know that I talked a lot, so we're 50 minutes in, so I'll, I won't say too much. But um, I am grateful today that I came back to record because I needed this boost. I told you every time I record, it gives me high vibes, and I needed these high vibes today. I'm very grateful for recording. Thank you guys for listening and tuning back into me and, and waiting out my hiatus. I appreciate it. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you have the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.